patent stew. And, uh, you know, the, the thing. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like a look at something down here. What? Looking at what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> All right, weirdo. So oh, boy. Uh, really interesting uh, occurrence last night. From a, a candidate who wants to be a congressman of a state, um, right. he uh, body slammed a reporter, uh, ap- apparently. Uh, we've got some audio of Greg Gianforte of Montana. He's running to be the congressman representing the great state of Montana against a guy named Rob Quist, who is essentially, I mean, he's, uh, he is officially a Democrat, but he's, he's really like a Bernie Sanders socialist. And I don't think Montana needs a socialist representing them. However, uh, here's what happened with this guy uh, last night and a reporter. And we'll talk to you about that later. Yeah, but there's not going to be time. I'm just curious if you have to Okay, speak with Shane, please. But you don't. I'm sick and tired of you guys. The last time you came in here, you did the same thing. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. The last guy did the same thing. You were the guardian? Yes, and you just broke my glasses. You last guy did the same damn thing. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like me to get the hot up here. I'd also like to call the police. Can I get you guys' names? Hey, you gotta leave. He just body slammed me. You gotta leave. Wow. It's yeah, great there. There's so much wow. reveal that isn't said in that audio. Man, that is so rich. Wow. Because first of all, you, the first thing that happens in there after the altercation, which is, you know, obviously insane. He doesn't say, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't, yeah, there's not going to be time to really follow up on this. Can I, oh, <laughs> insanity. What? He's flying off the handle, obviously not at this guy, but it's something, some building media animosity that he's had over this time. Yeah. Uh, so, but, so first, the first thing that happens is the reporter realizes he has a story. Because uh, after he hits it, he has the initial reaction of, holy crap, I'm in pain. And then he blurts out something like, you, just, you broke my glasses. He's like, you just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Like, he wants this recorded. Yes. He realizes mm-hmm. he has it. And is it until he restates it and adds additional details yes. that then Gian, Gianforte? Gianforte remembers, oh, holy oh, crap. crap, I'm a candidate and I'm screwed. He's got a story. Yeah. So then you hear him just like, uh, uh, well, get the hell out of here. here. And then you hear the rest of like the him being like, "I want to get your names. I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to the, the uh, yeah, hospital. Leave, go to the police. Okay, went to the emergency. And then room you hear the disgust. The, the disgust of the aides who are there, who real who are not disgusted because they they just realized this candidate just blew himself up. Mm-hmm. And you just got to get out of here. It's like they're just like depressed and like realize all the work they've had for all these months. I'd be surprised if he did blow himself up. No, he may win. I mean, but he I, may win. He, I mean, you, I don't know. It's tough because the other guy is so bad. But this guy is not good. I mean, you don't want somebody that volatile in office, right? Yeah, the best short. That's right, no, you ridiculous. Don't. The guy was asking him an irritating question, I guess. Not but even. In a that totally is- calm way, just asking about the, 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 uh, the, CBO, re- the score. CBO score. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, well, you the last guy asked that? him about it, too. So, That's not a good idea. The last guy at the Guardian asked about that, too. And here's the thing. It's 12 hours before the election begins. Yeah. It's 12 hours before election. In fact, they've already been voting for a month, so that helps him. But 12 hours until election day, and you can't just 
I don't know, usher the guy out, walk away, something, something other than grab him by the neck and throw him down. Every damn time. Ask me those stupid questions. <laughs> it's incredible. It, it goes to... Um, See, Jeffy can relate to this. I can. This is Jeffy. Uh, I can. I wouldn't be surprised if the actual, our White House uh, just puts their arm around this guy. Oh, you can... Well, Trump, says, Trump won't care in. about that. I Come mean, he, he, Trump will love that. Trump threatened it. And at mm-hmm. the time, he kept saying, well, you know, not to... Yeah. Re- he did say reporters he would crack down on, but he did say, like, specifically protesters that he would be, you know, absolutely beat him up, I don't care. Yeah. I don't think he's going to want to associate himself with this, though, because, it's, it's, you know, again, Trump is loyal to people who do things for him. That's This true. is not helping him. That would want to help him. Uh, so, I don't no, think... No, that causes him problems, actually. And, you know, but... I could see him joking about it. Ah, oh, man, I wanted to do that myself a few times. I could see something like that. Right. But I got to say, Trump is, it's a dream. He should just do nothing but travel overseas. Look for nothing the Trump but tw- Look for the Trump tweet. Wish I could have, wish that could have been me. Yeah. <laughs> but again, he hasn't been doing that. And no, he hasn't. Be, I guess it's because he's traveling overseas and he's not engaged in cable news. And he's not yeah. following it. The only, it, it's great. He's a great president when he's not speaking. A great mm. president. When he's not speaking or passing bills. <laughs> or executive orders. Or executive orders. Or... Okay, he's just not doing anything. But again, he has, he, he's controlled himself as he's been overseas. He's, he's had a couple moments, but I mean, they weren't necessarily horrible. And we haven't been seeing as much of him. I, I, like, it's, it, it, he had these moments in the campaign where he would do this. Two, three weeks at a time, he'd be under control and, and not tweet stupid things. And his, number, his poll numbers would all go up. And people kind of want to like Donald Trump, I think. You know, but he just does everything he can to convince them not to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his approval rating right now is in the uh, toilet. However, I think this trip has actually helped him uh, quite a bit. You know, uh, but this is it. so. What the, the back uh, story of this election? One of the guys, the guy who was a congressman <coughs> in Montana, was was moved to the Department of Interior in the mm-hmm. Trump administration. So, so that's election, why there's a special. That's election why there's a special today. election, and the special election should be like. By all means, a 20-point victory for the Republican. It's not, this shouldn't be a close race. What's happened, of course, is that since the election, the Trump uh, uh, approval rating has not been positive. The Congress's approval rating has not been positive, And it's weighed on this election that no one expected it to be a Democrat victory. However, they right. were saying, like, if it gets to, if this is a five-point win, let's say, mm-hmm. for the Republican, that's really bad for Republicans. Yeah. Like, I mean, they expected him to win. Yeah. Um, Although, Montana's a weird state. Yeah. They, they do, do elect Democrats. Usually, you know, conservative Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Max Baucus, I think he started yeah. out that way, but yeah. he didn't end up that way, mm-hmm. like so many of them. Um, but this was a, an interesting race. I was in Montana a couple of weeks ago, and um, the, just the political ads are wall to wall, nonstop. They're running so many of them. They'll play uh, Rob Quist, who's the Democrat. Back to back with Gianforte, back into Rob Quist, back into Gianforte. I mean, I, I saw breaks like that where it was back to back to back to back. When you're not supposed to play competitors next to each other at all. Uh, but they've got, I guess they're running so many political ads yeah. they couldn't avoid it. And the other weird thing was, um, I, I don't know why it was tight. Be- I guess because of the things you outlined, maybe Trump's approval rating. It seemed from the ads that Gianforte was running against Nancy Pelosi. Not Rob Quist, because the, the, the ads would start out with, Do you want Nancy Pelosi elected in Montana? Well, 
No, but she lives in California, so that's <laughs> not really a danger. <laughs> Interesting. And then the other thing was, one of the Rob Quist ads, the Democrat in this race, uh, he came on and said, uh, uh, Greg Gianforte is, is not being truthful. I've only had three tax liens against my properties. <laughs> He's wait. had 23. <laughs> I'm like, okay. wait. What? So you have had tax liens? He's right about that, right? I mean, even if he has some, you've got some too. And it turns out, apparently, the tax liens weren't Gianforte's. They were some companies of his or something. I don't don't know. But uh, it's a weird race. It's a weird race. Yeah. And And this made it a lot weirder. And these special elections uh, result in weird things happening because, you know, the entire national uh, political apparatus has only one thing to focus on rather than 100 races or 200 races or 300 races. Mm-hmm. They have one race yeah. to look at. So all, everyone focuses on the same thing. The money pours into these elections as if they were vitally important. Look, if Gianforte or the socialist wins this one seat, it's not much of a big deal. To be honest, if the, if the socialist wins this race tonight, um, he will have one vote that is Democrat, and you will have one less vote to pass something, which is important but not crucial not critical uh, critical in the senate they have or the house they still have, have what a 30 person uh, yeah lead yep. in with the gop be much worse in the in the senate uh, mm-hmm. than, it, than it is in the house but mm-hmm. but the issue here is in 2000 they run every two years so in 2018 uh, we're now what a year and a half away from this election um montana will put up mm-hmm. a, another republican who will win by 20 I mean, most likely. You never know. But mm-hmm. maybe, maybe the socialists will be incredibly popular uh, in Montana. But most likely they'll put up a normal Republican and it'll just win. So, uh, you know, the, the, the very strong argument can be made that the best thing that can happen when you have a guy who's this much of a loose cannon and is going to dominate the conversation if you put him in office. He's going to be asked about everything. He's going to be hammered about this all the time. This narrative will continue to build. Uh, it will be a problem for the Trump administration. They will have to answer for it. Every Republican will have to answer for it. Uh, it's not going to be a positive development. The argument could easily be made is to take this seat for, for 18 months, take it off the board, and add it back later on. What happens if they decide not to seat him? Do I, they, I don't know do they have to go back well and do enough. another election? They can, they can do that. Um, there's some mechanism to do that. I don't. Uh, I don't know what the process is after that because I've never seen it happen. It's never happened in our lifetime. I was thinking, who's the guy? <clears throat> the guy in um, Cleveland with the terrible hair. Anyone remember who I'm talking about? Uh, he had a really bad mm. hair piece. He was in Cleveland. He's definitely an Ohio guy. A name's coming to mind, and I know it's not right, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, anyone? I don't remember. Uh, but he was because he was convicted of a crime or under suspicion of a crime. They, I, f- I feel like I could be remembering this wrong, but that was the only one that popped in mind of maybe the same thing happened there where they didn't I mean, seat senators. Uh, Congressman House. Jefferson in Louisiana, yeah. the Democrat, was found with ninety thousand dollars in his freezer. You talk about cold hard cash, <laughs> right? Uh, in his freezer, and the and he got and he was reelected. And the Democrats seated him just fine, and he participated completely in the government, uh, even though he was clearly, obviously guilty of uh, stealing money, uh, of embezzlement. And that wasn't an issue. So Democrats don't care. They'll seat anybody for anything, I think. Um, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens with the Republicans. I keep seeing this, this written basically the same way, which is even <laughs> if Gianforte wins... 
uh, the Republicans can have to will then have to choose whether or not to seat him. Yeah, that's what they keep. I just keep saying that. I, don't, huh. I just don't know that process well enough. Um, but if, if it's just their decision, it may very well be uh, easy. I mean, there's a list of people that were have been unseated before. Really? What and there's got? some of that. I mean, like when was the last time? Uh, the last time was on January 12, 2009. Burris uh, rejected Burris' certificate of appointment to the Senate as invalid. I mean, they don't seat them, but I don't know what happens after that. It doesn't say here what happens after that. Burris was sworn in by president of the Senate. Then they swore him in later. They wouldn't seat him, and then they say it's okay. Now, Burris was the guy who replaced, oh, was he the one that replaced Obama in the Senate? Uh, yes. Illinois, yeah. Okay. Did anyone from Cleveland, mm. mid, early 2000s? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. Like trying to figure, what? A couple from Utah. Trafficant, James Trafficant. Oh, yeah, That's right. yeah, yeah. That's right. Thank you very much. That's, That's right. A, it's a very random one to... Trafficant, I should remember that. Huh. Yeah, he was, that was a big story Mafia. for a while. Was and he not seated? I, I, for some reason, that popped into my head. I don't know. Is he on that list, Jeffy? Mm-hmm. No, not on that list. I think he, because I think he ran while he was like in jail or it was... It was like getting. It was pretty bad. Right. It was a bad situation. Yeah. There but was I think some like weird stuff going on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the. We'll have to get somebody on who actually knows what they're talking about to discuss that process. But it's an interesting. Uh, it's an interesting one because mm-hmm. it, it feels. I guess there are circumstances, right? If someone's going to prison, if like they can't serve, they medically can't serve. There has to be processes to do these things. It's scary though with the way the government works and the way um, power circ- circulates through Washington that you could say no, we're not seating that person. For mm-hmm. maybe, again, being accused of, like, he hasn't even been, I mean, he's been charged. So maybe it's, maybe that's the line. But I mean, Adam Burr certainly wasn't charged. I mean, I, he had no, he didn't have problems like that, if, if I remember right. So I don't know. It's a really, it's a. Burr, it says here Burr showed up at the, uh, at the swearing-in ceremony. They wouldn't let him in. Nope, hmm. you're not coming into the chambers. We're not seating you. So funny. Well, yeah, uh, give but, me some of the other names. Give me some of the other names on that list. You got some? Uh, Lewis C. Wyman, uh, New Hampshire. That was 74. It goes back, then you're back into the... So it's been a long time. Early 1900s, yeah. Mm. It's been a long time. Hmm. So I mean, I, my guess is they probably, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't... Well, so many of these guys wind up dropping out. That's the thing. Uh, I, I don't know what the process is. And they may also, it looks like... Uh, the, the, since he was having problems with corruption charges and everything else from Illinois, I know that uh, mm-hmm. they may say that uh, we're not going to seat him until his uh, misdemeanor assault charges are dealt with or something. You know, So he wins, and then he, they mm-hmm. say, we're not going to seat him. But if he's found innocent, right, got to seat him. Still congressman, he won the election. That's what I mean. Like, is, there a, is there actually a mechanism where Republicans can say, we don't like that guy, we're not going to seat him, even if he's not convicted of a crime or anything? I That's mean, uh, frightening because they'll use that again. That will be used in a time you don't like it too, right? Right. I, I, I understand that there needs to be a process there because there are circumstances where we got to find important. out about that. I mean, some of these guys will just stick around. I, I kind of there's something I like about it. In a very there's a Jeffy part of me <laughs> uh, that first of all is very hungry all the time, but second of all. <laughs> Really likes Life the foot. guy who just nope. who has absolutely no chance of surviving this scandal. It just sticks in that office every it's minute until he has to leave. It dragged me out of here. <laughs> I, don't know why uh, I like. I it. want I think it was, this office. Yeah, mine. William Jefferson was one of those. Yeah. I mean, he just and he wound up losing. He just kept going. He lost the next election. Yep. The next yeah. election. Yep. <laughs> but he was two years, two and a half years into his scandal. 
uh, where the FBI found ninety thousand dollars in his fridge, right? Uh, and then they finally got rid of him. Cash. What was that? What there was? There was somebody, right? somebody recently who went through this and just decided to stay. And everyone's like, "You're going to leave, right? Like this, like you're going to leave office." He's like, "No, I'm just going to keep running, keep going, no. just keep powering through, just keep powering through." And, and you know what? In this day and age, why not? Why, why not? You? Why? Why would you stop? Because nothing's going to happen. Nobody's going to say anything, I, I'm sure. And your constituents forget, and then it's over. I mean, what do they care? Uh, watch this Gianforte thing. I bet he wins today. They won't care. In fact, they'll like it. Yeah. They'll like it. Yeah. They, In today's world, they'll like it. The, it will be, Montanans will believe the reporter had it coming. It will be very interesting to see the splits between the early vote and the late vote. And it does, it, good, it does him good yeah. that there's no video. Yes. It does him great there's no video. It helps. It I helps. wish there was video, because I'd like to see what happened there. Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the microphone, you can make the microphone sound like something really bad is going on when nothing really is. I mean, if I. It sounds like I'm in a scuffle right now. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, God. Stop. Ow, ow, ow. So, uh, it's not that hard. That is true. However, uh, first of all, it didn't just sound like that. You could tell he's obviously passionate. (laughs) Oh, I could be. I guess. Still don't have a cracking of a table. Stop it. Stop. Stu, Stu, what are you doing? Ow! See? And the only problem with that is, of course, there's a whole other thing. <laughs> are you okay? Stu just hit you I'm in not. the face I'm gonna, and broke look, your glasses. I'm, I'm going to get the police involved in this, and I'm going to the emergency room. So, Stu, how could you? Why did you do that, Stu? Well, we were on camera. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but uh, the Fox News crew was there and yeah. witnessed the whole True. thing. And, and they I say, say, they say that, he punched him. Yeah. Because you can't take that. I, I don't get that from the audio. I, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed he punched him. It just sounded like he either. slammed him down on the ground. Yeah. Um, but if he had no audio and there wasn't a Fox News, even if there was, if one of those two things is missing, the audio uh, or the Fox News crew kind of like going along with it. Nobody and, and believed the guy. Him up, I don't know. Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. It's certainly not, uh, you know, supporters of certain politicians in the United States that <laughs> have high levels of what? Really? power like, um, currently. For instance, well, it's, just, yeah. it's a generalized statement. Let's say reality show hosts that have I presidential see. jobs. It can't be a, like a wide group of people. Well, I didn't say. Uh, I don't. I'm just saying that's an example of the type of. There person. can't be a lot of those, right? Reality I'm just TV saying show hosts who, of that person might overlook certain uh-huh. things because they huh. didn't want the truth to be true. Really? I'm just saying that's possible. Hmm. Okay. I mean, Occasionally, that, is, that occurs. I'd say I'm just throwing. I'm going to take there, your right? word for it. I can't think of. I noticed you changed the subject after you beat up Pat. <laughs> broke his glasses. But like, you know what? I, I don't even have my glasses on anymore because he broke them. You don't wear Took glasses. them right off my face. You actually don't even wear them. I did at some point. Okay. <laughs> um, by the way, you took them off and broke them. For those who will later be listening to this on uh, Blaze Radio, they actually heard it as an audio tape, which is All kind right. of it would kind of be interesting. Right. Did you think Pat was being assaulted? Uh, <laughs> right, Jeffy? Because he's does, the one that'll answer. Well, it doesn't matter what you thought anyway, because he was. Right. But yeah, Stu exactly right. was assaulting Pat. I've, I've got uh, I got the Fox team over here <laughs> and witnessed the whole They're thing. They're not here. Witnessed the whole thing. Thank you. We have video so, of, of it not happening. You know, we've stressed the importance of certain things, like having audio tape uh, <laughs> at opportune someone, times. Always get audio always tape. Always get audio always. tape. Uh, and uh, always have emergency food storage on hand. Um, and we've talked about that before. But what we haven't discussed an awful lot is picking the right emergency food. Like that, pancakes. Oh, my gosh. I, honestly, if you can think of a better <clears throat> emergency food than pancakes, I, you're a better man than I. 
You know, because... I can't, so can't. I'm not. You're not. No. Uh, because pancakes are the, one of the greatest foods of all time anyway. You know, and if and you're in the situation you want some comfort food, that's the place to get it. And you, you, you hear that refrain all the time. If you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything. Yeah, I, I know. If I'm starving and I've got a big bucket like I used to have of rice and beans with bull weevils in it, I guess I'll find some way to eat some of it, but I don't want to. Right. It doesn't have to be like that. The refrain right? I hear all the time is, every time I eat pancakes, I always think to myself, why don't I eat more pancakes? That's a good question to ask yourself. That's what I hear all the it's time. It's a lot in of introspection, head. and that's very <laughs> it's deep. It's true. So it's very deep. And there's never an answer. Uh, my Patriot Supply uh, has pancakes. They have lots of other foods as well. Variety of foods. Uh, variety of foods. All the foods that you, uh, you know, might want to eat in a crisis. Not only delicious, they- but then you get a balanced meal, right? Mm-hmm. Very cool. 1,000 servings of emergency food for $997. That's less than a dollar per serving, and I know that because I have really a calculator in my back pocket. Really good math skills. They're, they're good foods, too, like Chili Mac, the buttermilk pancakes, oh. as Stu has pointed out, Southwest savory rice, even pudding. Mm. I see mac and cheese. 1,000 servings. I see some good oatmeal, some great soup in there. That's stuff I love. Ooh, fettuccine Alfredo. 1,000 servings, pudding. $997. Oh, it's going to last you like a year. So call them today at 888-756-8875. 888-756-8675. That's important because yeah. the other number is somebody else. So call right. 888-756-8675. <laughs> or prepare with the blaze.com. Or prepare with the blaze.com. Like Stu said. All right. Uh, for a couple of years now, we've had a new attitude on uh, the abortion topic. It, it used to be something that program directors would encourage you not to talk about. Dude, don't talk about abortion. You can't win that. What do you mean I can't win? Of course I can. No, dude, it's just it's too hot a topic, and everybody's too already made up already made up their mind on that. Too hot a topic? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, so anyway, been encouraged not to. Uh, by many, a talk radio program director. Uh, and to, to a certain extent, we, you can't... I mean, you're not going to change anybody's mind, right? Uh, it just seems that way. If you're, if you're pro-abortion, you're going to stay pro-abortion no matter what we say. And that's been proven. I mean, we, this Planned Parenthood scandal where... Um, go ahead and crack open your, your drink there. I you're trying to do that clandestinely, and it's just reverberating throughout. It didn't work. all over America. It didn't work, I think, is, <laughs> it is what you're saying. It didn't work. That's Sorry. what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't really bother me, but... Uh, no, I just... Uh, I, was I noticed to... that you were feeling a little guilty, so I, I thought I'd accentuate that a bit. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. No problem. <laughs> uh, so, if they're not going to, with this selling of baby parts, change anybody's mind, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Except keep talking about it because you have to. I think we're, we're going to be held accountable for the things that we do or don't do. And, and this is an important, important topic and an important uh, subject. And, and if you can't try to stop the Holocaust of 52 million babies being murdered, uh, what can you do? You know, what do you care about? Uh, so that's why we've kind of turned over a new leaf on this. And, and this, there's new, there's even more undercover footage. Uh, apparently the... Um, uh, what are they called? The NTF, the National 
or the NAF, the National Abortion Federation, has some sort of secret meeting every April. And Planned Parenthood is there and all the abortionists are there and, and they're talking about certain things and selling baby parts again. They got, they got more of that going on and even more grisly things. Uh, take a look at this latest footage. Major group of abortion providers in North America, Planned Parenthood makes up about 50% of the members and leadership. Wow. Uh, but they're all about cancer screenings. So it's amazing they keep getting into these things. I, I mean, isn't how, it? How, it just keeps happening. This is a preview of what it's like inside their big annual trade show. Our stories don't really have a place in a lot of pro-choice discourse and rhetoric, right? The heads that get stuck that we can't get out. Jeez. <laughs> and they yeah, laugh. laugh. <laughs> These demons laugh. You do. Okay. I mean, and I'm I'm listen to watch this. A leg or two. Pull off a leg or two, so it's not a partial birth abortion. Right. I mean. I mean, it's all women, too. It's all these are these are potential mothers. These are people who actually birth the babies and they have no more care or concern for human life than that. It's it's so macabre. It's so disgusting and horrifying. And and it's Nazi like I I, I don't I, I, you know, that word is probably applied way too much, but it's certainly certainly appropriate here. That's Nazi like. When you hold the baby back, and you, she admits it's a body. It's not tissue. That's, it's not a. It's not skin. That's not cells. That's a body. And then you pull a leg or two off of the body to avoid partial birth abortion and prosecution. Good heavens! And again, uh, they're saying these are to monsters. Avoid a partial birth abortion, right? Yeah. So, so it's late to term. To be clear, late, late, late term. term, and also still alive. <laughs> When you're doing this, yes. you're pulling legs yes. off a living thing. And essentially the baby is being born and you're just tearing it apart 
in the in the uh, birthing canal. Good golly, uh, it's uh, absolutely incredible. I mean, I said this on on radio. You can make a legitimate argument that mm-hmm. we should never talk about another topic. I mean, I, yeah, you can. I, yes, I, and I know if the Holocaust was going on, yeah. wouldn't that well, be the only we thing talk we talked about? about? Yeah, I, and and uh, abs- I mean, look, the show would not be fun. No, and uh, I, you might get bored I, with you it. Might get bored with it, but it's like it's so much worse. Like, if we got through the end of this, and there we got somehow got rid of abortion in America, and the tax rate was ninety eight percent, and um, uh, you ha- you you made no decisions. On your own health care. Um, and all business is uh, owned by the government. Yep. And we lose. Uh, but we get rid of abortion. We still win. It's a win. That's a win. Still win. That's how bad this is. It's like impossible. It's impossible to comprehend, which is the only reason why people like the program directors you're talking about bring it up. Because it's like, well, mm-hmm. it's just too big. It's too horrific. It's too yeah. much. But I mean, in reality, if you are doing a pure, like, I don't expect Jimmy Fallon to come out and start talking about this. Obviously, he, I'm sure, is pro-choice. But, I mean, my point is, like, if you're, if you're addressing an audience that, like, is not about, you know, issues and stuff like that, I, I get it. Like, it's, you know, it's not going to be something you're focused on. But if you're an issue-oriented show, I don't understand how you can even avoid this stuff. It's so incredibly important. It's so much. It squashes every other thing we talk about in importance. Yeah. It's, I, I know it's uncomfortable, and I know people don't like it, but I, I, don't, I can't get past it. It's, you're talking about tens of millions of babies that are innocent and just dying for absolutely no reason. But this is the group, this is the organization we can't defund even. We can't even remove the funds, the taxpayer funds, from supporting this hideous, heinous, despicable mm-hmm. organization of killing human beings. We, we can't because they occasionally give out birth control pills, too. So what? I mean, there's a million places you can get that. We need to fight harder on this. I know. We need right. to fight harder. It's hard to know what approach we're... I, I mean, look, you want to be effective, obviously. I, I, like, let's, you take it to the extreme. You become the fetus truck people who drive around fetus trucks in front of the Super Bowl every year and show you pictures of fetuses, yep. and that doesn't win anybody over. No. So, I mean, that's you, not a good way to go about it. You probably, And that's why we don't talk about it mm. in every break. I would feel, in some ways, better about my lot in life as far as like, what I was doing. Like, in some ways, like, there's, a, there's a small part of me that, like, it's almost this sort of issue I could see myself working at an advocacy group and just giving this up. Like, it's that ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's like, seriously, that criminally insane just do as many um, interviews as you can uh, yeah, like, around uh, the country uh, again, everything. Well, well, think about what um but i mean is that the most effective way and i think i convinced <clears throat> myself the answer to that is probably no who is the guy from liberty university that left his job uh johnny pretty, moore uh, johnny moore yeah, yeah johnny moore is a great example mm-hmm. of somebody who saw yep. an injustice he saw christians being slaughtered in the middle east quit a lucrative job dropped everything he was doing went to the Middle East and dug his heels in to find out what he could do to help people. I mean, you feel like, how can I not do that with this? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's that bad and so controllable. Like, it's not controllable to control what ISIS does. Right. We're sitting, we're talking about probably women this you that you'd stop. go out to dinner with the next nice night and would be delightful. They'd yeah. probably be great, f- nice, funny individuals. I know, I mean, I mm. certainly know tons of people who would fit that description who are just pro-choice. And, and pro-choice strongly, you know, that they would advocate and get, and, and get in political arguments with me about it and well, be pissed Amy, off about it. Um, 
Amy, the, who worked here at the Blaze. Amy Holmes. Amy Holmes mm-hmm. was pro-choice. Which, but she, other than that, she's a delightful person. Yeah, and I, I, I don't agree. I love Amy. I mean, she, I, I do she's, too. she's fantastic. Great, but um, but yeah, I don't agree with her on that point. No. And, and there's no there, there's no reason you can't have a, a disagreement on something. Um, but these are people that I think should be able to be won over on this one. Yeah, you, I, I mean, I, yeah. maybe I'm shooting too high. But this is something like the sane, sensible individual, like many people are who are pro-choice, I, I think that you get wrapped up in the wrong arguments on it. And, and, and it becomes the type of thing where, you're, where the program director was right. Mm-hmm. People are so cemented They're in their so position, set. they won't even well, look at any other opposition. And the perfect example of that is, I, when, when did this series start coming out, you know, of the selling baby parts? Has it been two years, three years? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when, when that hit, I thought, oh my gosh, here we can finally make a difference on this. Yeah. This is going to change hearts and minds. Nope. Nope. Not a bit. I mean, they went against, they went against the Center for Medical Progress. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. David... Yes, they, they prosecuted they, them. They, 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 they went ramsackled his house. Unbelievable. Um, it does seem like there is... It's still a split issue. I think most people uh, think um, think it should be the type of situation where it's a 80-20... It feels like an 80-20 pro-choice Country sometimes it is, but and it's it not. is not. It is not. I mean, I, you look at it really. There's, um, in fact, if and I'm willing to do this because it's better than what we have now. I'm willing to give them rape, incest, mother's life in danger. Okay, you, it's legal in those cases. Mm-hmm. Everything else for uh, contraceptive purposes, it's illegal. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. if it's just inconvenient to you in your life, sorry, you already made that choice. It's illegal. So if you want to give them, I mean, wouldn't you go with that now and say, yeah, I'll take that. That would cut it down yeah. greatly. Would they um, go for that, though? They, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, think, I think the American people would agree with that. I think you win the argument if you give them those three things. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's give it to them. I mean, and you can. I'm willing to. It's better than what we have. Well, what what the uh, American, what the Republicans have generally been trying to do lately, um, the ones that are really focused on this, is say, let's limit it at 20 weeks. Now, 20 weeks. Come on, guys. No. You have five no. months to make this decision. Five months. Okay. Now that is, to me, completely unacceptable as a, a final policy. Mm-hmm. But it is the. It's better a, than what we have. And let me use the word baby step uh, towards the right direction. And they fight it as if it's the worst thing that's ever happened to a woman. Mm-hmm. You can't make this decision in five months? I mean, look, I understand that there are certain... Like, hey, what about the woman in Cleveland who was being held hostage in a basement and she didn't know for five... Okay, yes, I got it. That is not... You can argue these ridiculous uh, outliers if you want to. But the general, generally speaking, if you got rid of... If it, 20 weeks is, is completely fine. If you went back to Roe versus Wade, for example, if we went and took the gigantic conservative step to the initial decision, which was essentially you can have an abortion in the first trimester, it's way more conservative. And that's all Roe v. Wade did. That's all it did, basically. It it gave some exceptions in the second trimester, um, but really it was a first trimester you can kind of do whatever you want. And that is way too conservative for the pro-choice people now. Roe v. Wade is a conservative policy as compared to where we are now. And that is what's so freaking insane about this. Europe is conservative as to where we are now. Again, uh, you know, 
you could talk about all these other issues. We'll get passionate about them. We'll talk, we all care. But really, there's just nothing that compares, even in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, ISIS could get to a level where it could compare. North Korea's nuclear weapons could get to a level where it could compare. Right now, they don't compare. Not at all. Right now, the fact that they're murdering thousands of people in, uh, in the Middle East does not compare to what we have here in this situation. Listen to what these people are saying. This woman is with a straight face and no emotion talking about pulling the legs off of a live child seconds before birth. And what's the difference between that, because they're in the birth canal, or a, a minute after. and a half later mm-hmm. when they're outside the birth canal? Yep. And the, the well, difference that's... is she gets paid $100,000 a year for what she's doing now, uh-huh. and she's in prison if she does it a right. minute and a half later. Yeah. Right. It, it just doesn't insanity, make any sense. Insanity, guys. I mean, the make Philadelphia, any sense. That's the argument that the Philadelphia doctor yeah. made, right? I, I What's mean, the yes. difference? Come on, it's a couple seconds. Yep. Yes. That's the, uh, you're, yeah, you're talking about uh, the guy Yeah, the, the guy who well, he's now in prison yes. um, because he did go over those lines. It, it was 24 weeks was their line in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it was Kermit. Kermit mean, And we made that case of wonderful woman to sue at the time. frog here. This guy lived when mm. no one knew he did it a day late. Everyone thought he did it earlier. Yep. He lived in a nice Fine. place. He Fine. lived the life of a it's doctor. However, he decided a couple times to go over that line, and now he's in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah. And you know what? Good, but uh, that is not a, an appropriate line. It, yeah. makes, no, it, it, it makes you insane to believe that. More patents do coming up in a second. Um, something else to think about a little bit is the water that you mm. drink every day. Um, the Environmental Working Group did a report, and they found that 218 million Americans are exposed to tap water that can cause cancer. Yeah, uh, and to top it off, we never know uh, when another uh, Flint, Michigan situation. Among, in fact, that one. one's still going on. It really is. Still going on. If you were in Flint, Michigan, however, and you had an Alexa Pure <clears throat> Pro, let's say. Let's say you had an Alexa Pure Pro, because you're a huge, we have a mm-hmm. huge audience in Flint, Michigan. Oh. 93% of our audience comes from Flint, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, I kind of hope not. Well, yeah, uh, but, probably not. But, um, um, because that would be really would be the odd. We really should just talk about Flint issues then more often. Um, but yeah, the Alexa we're almost Pure like Pro, a local Flint show at that yeah, point. At that point, we really are. The Alexa Pure Pro removes up to 99.9999% of contaminants from your drinking water. It yeah. does a really good job. And what if, if you had it in Flint, you'd be fine. And it takes out things like you know parasites that you don't have to worry about. The bacteria, lead, pesticides, pharmaceuticals. Chromium-6, arsenic, you know, all the things that can make you sick or worse, it takes them out. And yeah. each Pro Filter has a capacity of up to 5,000 gallons, so it costs uh, just pennies per gallon. 888-895-7746 is the number to call. Or go online at getalexapure.com. You'll save $20 off the retail price. Call them, 888-895-7746 or getalexapure.com. Triple eight seven two seven back. Pat and Stu, Jeffy, um, in Portland. Portland is such a radically liberal city. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all pissed off because, first of all, the peanut butter and jelly sandwich was racist for some reason. Yeah. And now and white delicious. people own racist and ra- delicious. And the number one sandwich in America. We found out recently. Right. Um, anyway, white people. If they own a restaurant that sells ethnic food, now you're bad. Mm-hmm. They've compiled a list of 61 restaurants that are owned by white people serving appropriative 
ethnic cuisine, which I guess means you've appropriated their culture. I mean, this is like, I, oh, come on this is like come an episode on of now. Portlandia. Portlandia is exactly about this stuff. Right. Jeez, uh, that show, man. it's on IFC, I think, and it's, uh, it, you know, it's a sketch comedy show. Fred Armisen is in it, uh, and Carrie something. Um, and uh, it's really, it has a really funny moments, but it's a funny because it's, these two are obviously liberals, and they're doing it with a little bit of a hug, you know? Yeah. But it is really a show that just mocks liberal culture, like that. Like, saying peanut butter and jelly I, is ridiculous. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch you it. You wouldn't love all of it, but, like, uh, some of it is really great. In the meantime, we need to remove Portland from the United States of America. I think that's fair. It's a, one, it's a minor fair right? step. It's a minor right? fair step. It's not too much. Um, before we take a... Do we have enough time for one more thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can we do the, uh, the video game footage? Uh, now, there's a video game uh, that is coming out. It's called uh, Far Cry 5. And this is kind of on the same... Like, we just were making white people into the enemy and like white people aren't the enemy they're also not the heroes they're just things they're just people that's it it's not like there's not a judgment to the positive of white people richard spencer and there's also not a judgment to the negative of white people white people should be i don't know judged individually um this isn't exactly that but it's another bizarre example of our culture in which they it's now okay to make white christian uh uh people from montana you may know one of them <laughs> right here. The, uh, and and they're going to put extremist on here uh, as well, and, 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 uh, and he is. Okay. Help me. Here's the footage of the video game. They're the, these are the enemies. There's the people you're supposed to kill, apparently. <laughs> okay. So this is part of a video game? Yep, bodies floating down. See? Look at that. Church. Church. This is a really good, well-done trailer, by the way. Those games have a lot of money. He's bashing a head against the the bell. That's how they're ringing the church bell. Welcome to Hope County, Montana. Okay. Wow, that's pretty creepy. You want to tell me the congressman isn't getting elected? (laughs) 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 Good point. On that note. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. Yeah, well. We're going to push the uh, Jeffy segment um, off a cliff uh, and hope it never breathes again. Uh, and we're gonna, well, we'll bring it back here in just a, little, a few minutes because we're a little short on time here, Jeff. You want to make sure you get to spread your wings and fly. Uh, so we'll come back with that in just a minute. I, I wanted to bring this up, though. This Man, is those study- would have to be powerful wings. You imagine the size of the wings it would take to get him airborne? <laughs> I mean, holy crap. How, what, 180,000 feet long yeah. with, uh, I mean, I don't know that that would do it. Well, because I, I remember one time Jeffy was singing this song, I Believe I Can Fly, and we had to tell him, belief's not enough. No, right. It's just not right. enough for you. Broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it's a sad Broke moment. <laughs> um, uh, a couple of things. Everyone talks about how, hey, Donald Trump, you know how he, how he wins? He can go right to the people. How many times have we said it? We've said right. it a million times. Yeah. Yeah. Go right to the people. Go right to the people with Twitter. Yeah. I was fascinated by this stat. This is, comes from, uh, I believe it's a Pew, Pew Research Center. 
Um, the share of online Americans who use these different uh, uh, social media uh, sources. Look at this. This is pretty incredible. Uh, and I will show it to you in just seconds as soon as it pops up. But maybe it might be even longer than I predicted. There it is. Okay, so uh, Facebook, 79%, which is increasing. Instagram, 32 uh, Pinterest, 31 LinkedIn, 29 Twitter, 24 Wow. It is in dead last wow. place. You say you can go to, he, he can go right to the people with this Twitter. You mean a quarter of the people? And I guarantee it's a higher population under 18 probably than, uh, than above it. So he's probably going to less than 24% of voters. Uh, really. That blows me away. That, however, doesn't it? I wouldn't however, have guessed that. However, though, uh, in that, and Twitter has really been struggling, no question, and they've been trying to fight back on that. And I, I think some of their decisions have been wrong, and obviously so does a lot of other people but when he tweets something while he may be reaching a smaller percentage on twitter not once the media piles on and i will say this uh, twitter is really a conversation with the media more than anything else they love the fact they can get their little Mm -hmm. quotes in bite-sized chunks without doing anything that's why they'll say one person on twitter said yep i don't care what's being reported on twitter Twitter i'm doing a story about x i'll just search for x and have a comment uh, it makes it easy Welcome to the program. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is our uh, phone number. Um, it's kind of a, uh, an interesting topic we've talked about uh, quite a bit over the I don't know past year yeah. or so, really here and on radio. Is how does technology kind of change the way the economy works, our lives work? Uh, how does it you know with with the changes you know in, in employment? And the fact that there may be a lot of these jobs that we kind of depend on not really being around any longer. How does society adjust to that change? Because I think a lot of it is going to be positive. You know, I think we all kind of look at that and say, wow, I mean, things get easier. Uh, we don't have to do as much. Um, you know, we, I've, you know, obviously, we've already come to the point where technology has eliminated Jeffy's need to be here. Um, no, know. I'm here every day. I'm here. No, I, that's, that, yeah, I know I'm that. I'm here every day. That's the technology as it. I will say that I got rid of this. So, well, for example, you uh, were out uh, for I think a week for something. I don't remember what. And we just picked some footage up of you reacting upset, and we just kind of ran that back whenever we put you on. And really, we didn't notice you were gone. AI couldn't do that though. They couldn't pull that off. We didn't even need AI. We just needed like you know a VHS recorder. Is really that was plenty. Yeah, well, yeah. You remember more, than, However, more than enough. Remember if how much better means, the show yeah, was? It was much. If that, if you using that <laughs> means I stay home and collect a paycheck, giddy up. 
No, it, the You're paycheck be shocked part to hear that doesn't work. Not only would you not get a paycheck in that scenario, you do uh-huh. not get a paycheck in this scenario. <laughs> uh, that's something we need to talk about later on. Uh, Kate Modisett is, uh, is, is with us. Uh, she is from uh, the San Francisco Examiner. Well, she wrote an article there about the Mincom. And I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated on this because the Mincom is kind of the answer we're it, hearing from sure uh, Silicon Valley and many on the left, for They're sure, for it. that what you do when all these jobs go away is you're just going to have to give people free money. And that's the way it's going to have to work. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Just, I, to me, it seems uh, really scary. But uh, Kate joins us uh, now, and maybe Kate, because I, I mean, this is not necessarily Nancy Pelosi uh, pushing this particular um, flavor of the minimum income, the mincome. Um, this is kind of coming from the technology side. Can you explain how this came about? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I had like you heard a lot about what we call universal basic income or a income, um, some sort of national guaranteed income. Um, but really what got me interested in this subject was the fact that here in Oakland, um, Y Combinator, which is an accelerator for startups that most of us have heard of, um, they're actually running an experiment in Oakland, um, giving people a universal basic income over a period of time and studying how that changes people's lives. So this, like you said, isn't coming from the left. Um, it's actually, even though Sam Altman, the president who's running the experiment, is on the left, um, it's coming from technologists, and it's coming from a private company. Um, so that's what got me interested in looking into it. It's really interesting. I think we've had Sam on, right? Haven't we had Sam on before? I think we have. Maybe. Um, and, 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 and he talked about He may have been uh, the first this. one that brought it up. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a really interesting idea, especially, like, let's take it, because I, I think everyone in, in our audience, at least, is going to reflexively say, no, 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 I don't want a universal basic income. But let's right. just go down the road a little bit, because this is coming from outside the government. So it really is a completely different thing. What are they trying to accomplish with the experiment? So what they're trying to accomplish is just to get data and actually to see if, you know, they don't even expect this data of 100 families to be decisive or revealing in any meaningful way. It's more of, should we run more experiments? Um, So that bar is pretty low as far Mm. as what this experiment will do to inform policymaking. Um, But the reason I wrote this article is, you know, this guaranteed basic income, I think, actually has a pretty conservative or libertarian base for it. Um, You know, even if it comes from the government and not from this Hmm. private company who's running the experiment. Um, so, yeah, that's that's sort of why I wrote it, because I think that, you know, I'm a libertarian. I tend to have a reflexive knee-jerk no to the government <laughs> um, writing people checks, but that's actually the one thing the government's okay at. It's cutting checks. So <laughs> yeah. a, that is, We're with you on that one. So yeah. is, is the idea why this is appealing to a libertarian or a conservative, the essentially, essentially like right now we have a giant structure where the government tries to do a zillion things. If you get rid of all of that other structure, from Medicare to Social Security to all of those things, and just give a very base income that people could spend instead of all of that infrastructure, maybe that's, while maybe not a pure libertarian step, a step in the right direction. Yeah, that's a, that's a big part of the basis is just the money and bureaucracy that you would save in eliminating the welfare state and switching to something like UBI would be tremendous. So, um, so how, much are, how much are we talking about? How, how, what would be the... The price tag? Yeah, the mincome. What would be the mincome going out to individuals? Right. So here in Oakland, for example, um, 
it's between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars right now, a month? depending on the size a month, okay. depending on the size of the family. Um, so the part of universal basic income that we have to, you know, that remains important is the basic part. Yeah. This is not, yeah. we don't want to give people a huge amount of money for doing nothing, right. um, which is what they tried to do in Switzerland and it failed. And then, you know? so, and so then ahead. what does that replace? What, what goes away? So in the li- libertarian idea of the implementation of this policy, it would complace, uh, replace the entire welfare state. Right. Wow. Uh, which is that. a extremely attractive proposition to someone like us, but yeah. you know, I think when a lot of people on the left talk about this policy, they're actually envisioning tacking it on to the current welfare state, and that's <laughs> an important distinction, right? Yep. Because that completely Bad idea. gets rid of any of the of the benefits that we're going to see from this. Exactly, if you're layering it on top of the problem. But Katie, right? is there is there a fear from even you as an advocate of this uh, plan that the welfare structure wouldn't go away and it would wind up being both? Right. So that's why I'm, I wouldn't label myself an advocate of the plan. I think I'm um, a proponent of paying attention to it and okay. of, u- of using this as a framework for more incremental reform. Um, because I do think that it's not polit- politically feasible. You know, we have 126 anti-poverty programs in the United States today, and that's mm-hmm. just federal. Um, here in my beautiful home city of San Francisco, that's probably much, much more. So, um, and if and if you think of all the interests that are packed into just one of those 126 programs, you know, you imagine that's not going to budge. Right. Um, but I think what UBI does is it gives us a new framework for analyzing how we think about anti-poverty programs because. Our current war on poverty is failing for a number of reasons, and UBI eliminates, or UBI-like policies eliminate a lot of those problems. Is there a, a concern um, that you are creating an even more well-defined dependency uh, by the average person, uh, you know, to the federal government? Um, because you, really, because this this means that people will be expecting they'll be going to their they're, uh, you know, of course, I'm talking like it's 1927, like they're getting checks in the mail. They're probably getting direct deposit. But in theory, they're going to their, right. their mailbox. They're getting a check. It, they're looking at it as almost a gift. People look at tax returns as a gift. Um, <laughs> and and exactly. so th- there's that level of dependency that I think you'd, you'd actually maybe uh, push down uh, that sort of spirit of individuality and, and, and personal responsibility, whatever, whatever percentage of it we have left. Right. Right. And that's something I'm definitely interested in preserving. Um, and I agree with you. I think that's why we need more data on this. Um, I will say, though, every study completed so far on universal cash grants has not shown the kind of human behavior de- you're describing. Um, so, you know, they did experiments in Canada, in places like Africa, which obviously is no Oakland. That's why we're doing it here. Um, but in almost all the situations, people did not exit the workforce. Um, in Canada, it dropped about 1%. Well, mm. and actually productivity increased. So you actually mm. see people who are given a cash grant that isn't some sort of like paternalistic in-kind benefit from the government. They're actually more likely to spend that money on things that will increase their long-term earning potential. So in Africa, the number of kids going to low-cost private schools, private schools increased by 92%. 
because these families had a cash grant that they could spend on what they wanted. It increased individual agency, um, and it kind of got rid of the paternalism that you see coming from a lot of government aid programs. Is it something that the government can do? Like, I mean, constitutionally, is there a role for the federal government or should there be a role for the federal government to send checks to everybody because they think we think it might work? That's a good question. Um, I think there is a role for the federal government in providing a safety net for people. Um, and I think the way we're doing it doesn't work. You know, the war mm, on poverty yeah. has been an epic failure. Um, <laughs> sure so has. I think, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So well, I think the fact that we've already carved out the responsibility of the federal government to give some sort of safety net to people, you know, that's not necessarily going away. I hate to, yeah. I hate to say that, but it's not, no. right? People, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's an assumed responsibility of the government that we have to work within the confines of. Um, but, and I think this is a better option. So what is the price tag? Do, do, is there an estimate for how much this would cost? That's another reason that I'm not a um, full-fledged advocate of it. So the price tag on it is about $4 trillion. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's all right. And over what period Just $4 of time? Trillion. Like per day? I hope not. <laughs> is that a year? Is that for the life uh, of the program? It's, it's hourly. It's hourly. It's, <laughs> it's hourly. Exactly. Um, that is for a year. So right now we spend wow. $1 trillion. Right now we spend $1 trillion on our current anti-poverty programs. Okay. So, but, but still, that is dwarfed in comparison to that $4 trillion price tag. What Sam Altman and the technologists out here in Silicon Valley will tell you is that the tremendous economic growth that we're going to see from things like automation um, mm-hmm. will make the cost of living so low and make pro- productivity so high that we'll be able to pay for something like that. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I necessarily buy that in full, but I think it's an interesting thought experiment when you think if we're living in a time where technology is so productive that we don't necessarily need to work. Well, you won't uh, be able to. Mm -hmm. You know, what does that look like? And I think, like you said, it's actually a lot of people are scared by that, obviously, but I think it's actually a pretty positive picture. Um, because then you have more people who can engage in the soft skills. Like, not everyone's going to be an artist, but you think of, like, you know, communication, um, more of an information economy and more of a, you know, a human emotion economy. Because that is the one thing that computers will never be able to do, let's hope. Want to bet? <laughs> yeah, for another six months at least. Uh, <laughs> I know. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate Madison, it's, uh, it's great to have you on. It's, it's a really interesting argument and I think a mm-hmm. kind of a contrarian one maybe in our circles. And I, I, like look, I like talking about stuff like that because it's, it's just, you know, not the same stuff we talk about every day. Uh, so thanks so much for coming on the program and, and, and making the case. It's an interesting one. Yeah, of course. It's great to talk to you. Thank you. 888-727-BECK. Just $4 trillion a year. That's yeah. not, well, one, that's of not they, one of the things that they don't uh, talk trillion. about a lot of times that they try to face, hopefully, in the studies, because mm-hmm. it's coming quicker than people realize, is mm-hmm. that you're thinking about it in today's terms, right, with all, with all the other welfare money and the help money. But those people are still have an opportunity to work, or at least they, that's where we're thinking about it, right? Those people are already working, or they have an opportunity to work. They should get out and get a job. Well, there aren't going to be those jobs. Mm-hmm. Right? Those, you're not going to yep. be able to work. There's going to be millions of people without 
work or access to a job to make any kind of money. Yeah, I don't so wholeheartedly do embrace something. that thought because other yeah. jobs will replace many of but, the ones we lose. <laughs> I tend to agree with you on that, Pat. I also, there's other there's other things to modify there too. There's also work hours, for example. Mm-hmm. Like you know, our we you look back in history. Back in the 100 years ago, we were working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. That number has come down consistently worldwide because of productivity mm-hmm. gains through technology. And I think that's part of this equation, too. Maybe work is one day a week in the future. And if work is one day a week, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm in love with that. There's a lot of things that, that might come from that. And, I, and I, I've heard this argument, in, and we've made it, I and mean, we talked about it at least before, that uh, you know, people, how will they even have self-worth what, what would their value be they you know feel like they're accomplishing anything i like to think that the human being is more than just work right mm-hmm. i mean you know the idea that if we had nothing to do no responsibilities all of our needs were met just by waking up in the morning because you know society capitalism god has given us a gift of being able to create right. these incredible technologies that that take all that work away i gotta believe that we could focus on things that are more important than showing up and doing a freaking show with Jeffy every day. You think I wake up in the morning thinking that that's a good idea? You know, you think we think any of us like wake up and think, wow, what a, I'm so glad that today I'll get to, to sit about 15 feet away from Jeffy. I mean, you think any of us look at that as a positive? I mean, we want robots to I take do. these jobs. I think of it as a positive. Oh, yeah, wow. didn't that hurt? I mean, just the, the sadness yeah. in his voice <laughs> there, just the patheticness. Yeah, wow. Oof. Mm. Uh, 888-727-BECK. You know, <laughs> your current phone carrier, uh, we've tried to tell you about this uh, for a while now. It, your current phone carrier is a problem. Okay? Yep. They're undermining your beliefs. They're trying to kill you. It, yes. They're trying and to kill you. And perhaps they are killing babies because a mm. lot of this money winds up going to liberal causes like Planned Parenthood. You took that in a really non-fun direction. Yeah, I know. I'll say. Uh, yes. But it's true. Uh, there was one company in particular, that $80 million. $80 million they have donated Jeez. to crazy liberal causes that you don't want your money going to. Yeah. Luckily, instead, you have Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile offers all the great stuff you get from your current phone company. We're talking high speed uh, data. We're talking uh, nationwide talk and text. We're talking com- the great prices actually better prices sure than but you're paying now uh, oh i was gonna say but you have to pay more no it's actually less no. than you're paying now and oh. uh they're huh. gonna give five percent of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice yeah but i i, I mean do i have to go with whatever they want me to do well, you're such a skeptic no you can choose <laughs> and they'll buy out your current contract with credits up to 500 yeah but that's never enough wait 500 500 a line uh what if you have what if, what if have i have like an account mm-hmm. with Three people on it. Yeah, they'll pay up to $1,500 per account. Uh, and you can keep your phone number. You I was just going to say, but I don't want to lose my phone number. Well, why do you keep saying these things after <laughs> I say them? The way this works is you're supposed to fight back. And oh, you're going too fast. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's why. Uh, and would I be doing all this <laughs> and just still supporting causes I believe in? Yes, you would. Okay. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can get a free phone, uh, iPhone uh, uh, 5S or the Galaxy S5 when you sign marvelous. up for their plan. It's $45 for monthly unlimited talk, text, and data. Yeah, because I was going to say, what is it, 150 bucks? <laughs> Why are you out? <laughs> uh, all right. Patriot Mobile. Yeah, call you, them. You know the for the love of heaven, please call them. They also give 10% off to all military veterans, first responders, and the families of uh, those wonderful people. Call now. They'll waive the $35 activation fee with the uh, promo code PAT. Yeah, what about that $35 (laughs) activation fee? (laughs) 
just said they would waive it. You just have to use oh, Pat and Stu. Okay. All right. Maybe let's just pay purple. closer attention. Yeah, that would be a good would part that be good? of this. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. Or but call. is there a number if I don't have a computer? Good job. Uh, see? Or 1-800-A-PATRIOT. It's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> Some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. So those of you uh, that have been upset that we haven't <laughs> talked about the big subject of the Sorry. day. It's not, I don't know how long they've been doing this, but the bottom of our screen just says block Jeffy on Twitter at Jeffy MRA. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I mean, that's, that's funny, right? <laughs> it's a, yeah, that's funny. They could theoretically <laughs> say to follow you, but no, they're saying just go out and block. <laughs> block Jeffy on Twitter. <laughs> why, would, why would you want to block me? Because <laughs> you're awful. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. True. Oh, uh, you heard the ding. Now with a drop of Retson. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead. I was uh, emailed and uh, on the feed. They've been after me all day, so I'll just say that uh, this. What I've, I'm sick of hearing it. I can't believe you guys won't address the most important issue of the day. Forty years ago today, a group of radical oh. rebel separatists mm-hmm. massacred <laughs> over a million of the empire's finest officers, pilot, crewers, and stormtroopers when they attacked the Death Star. Never forget hashtag. Okay, that is how it would be looked at today, I isn't it? It. Uh, it really uh, would be today. It's, that's amazing. It's forty years 40 since the original Star Wars came out. Since the original Star Wars. So wow. I thought, hey, let's watch wow. the original trailer. Oh, wow. This, I'll the, tell you, these old trailers, I, are not, they do not hold up. No, they do not. They do not hold up to oh, the Oh, do we have the original? The original Star Wars trailer. Yeah. It's a space <laughs> adventure. <laughs> Today. Uh, let's check it out. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. Yeah, it's a, it happened a long time ago. Yeah. 20th Galaxy Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you wow, so an weird. adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. Coming in too fast! The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. Boy, a girl in a universe? What? It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2D. Hello. That's worth the trailer spot where he says hello to R2. Worlds. We get it. The name is coming at the screen. We get it. <laughs> yeah, but it's getting closer. Still. It's getting closer and closer to the front. I know, Pat. They really give away a lot of this movie. They sure do. It's... Star Wars. See how close it is now? <laughs> no, I know. It's close. And it's coming to your galaxy this summer. I, I don't know how anybody went to that. 
Seriously. I, with that with that trailer, how did anyone wind up in line for that movie? That looked that looked terrible. It, 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 well, it is terrible. terrible. All, all of the well, first of all, that don't ever say that again. It is it terrible. Is not terrible. I will say that uh, every trailer from that era was terrible, though. Um, yeah, true. I mean, really, up until like the '90s, all trailers were awful. <clears throat> wow, that we, they've but come a really long bad. way, baby. It's really bad. I, and I would say that it's amazing that that seriously that you watch that trailer. How on earth? And I guess maybe it's not Earth. But how on earth did that freaking become a phenomenon after that watching? That? I know. I mean, you, it's so it, like they, they put, in the trailer. That? There's a part where he just says hello to R two D two. That's not a, that's not a trailer scene. Hello. Or the part where they're just like <laughs> a bunch of uh, stormtroopers are standing around, uh, the, you know, uh, this sort of spaceport there, and they're all kind of just hanging out. And but there's that just an time alarm going Introducing you to all of this, yeah, right? No, I mean, I know. We know all the characters. We're looking at it and after now, years yeah. of seeing that. So I mean, they're trying to get you to know the characters and know what's happening. But you're right. It's hard to believe it became such a phenomenon. Now, yeah, I absolutely it love it and support it as a phenomenon because I freaking love every minute of it. Um, but it is amazing that from that came this billions and billions and billions of dollars. I know, that after that god-awful first one. Ugh. What? What? Oh, you're saying the prequel, episode one? <laughs> yeah, this movie. Ugh. Oh, you mean A New Hope. You're saying that's... What? You're weird, man. Honestly, Why? did you not like Star Wars? I, I mean, they all are not great. What? Are they you are serious? Not, yes. You didn't like the original really? Star I, Wars. I watched them, and I even went back and watched them because Max had to watch all the Star Wars. Got to watch all the Star Wars in order. Yeah. I mean, they they don't. Wow. Uh, from a we special effects perspective, <laughs> like for example, not even the special effects, the battle scene. Between Luke and and Darth in the in the first one there, mm-hmm. rough. Wow, that's rough. Yeah, the whole thing. Is rough. It's, it's not a it's not a good it's not a good scene. Now, I will it say, does not look I will like say they're it, actually you know, fighting. It, every you always <laughs> give it a break though, right? You but give yeah. it a break because it's Star Wars, Star Wars. and it's, you love the th- process and it's the whole thing. So you mm-hmm. give a lot of it. Well, it's okay. It's the first one. That's the way it was. That's the way it was shot. It still doesn't make it good. No, what makes it good is the fact that it was very, very good. That's well, what makes it good. And here, I mean, there was some bad dialogue. We all know that. Bad dialogue, really bad acting at times. Really bad. Really bad. Yeah, um, at times. And, and the action scenes are bad, and the special effects are bad. But other than that... Other than that, is a great movie. No, I mean, I do think that, like, the, the universe in itself is really what these are about, right? Like, the fact... It, it, the characters you love and, and, mm-hmm. and care about... But you love and care about them because the movie isn't a really engaging movie. It just... There's a lot of the... The shine that is not on it, you know. I mean, yes. it really is. It, it's it, at times is clunky. And, and remember, George Lucas sucks. I mean, there's there's really no doubt about we've, it. We've, He's done I, a believe, couple, I believe we've made that case and sold that case. Yes, that is uh, that is consensus at this yes. point. I mean, Al, if you disagree, Al Gore will, will punch you uh, on that one because this is consensus. Um, you know, Lucas after Star Wars. I mean, if I mean, really, and his involvement in future, are you forgetting Howard the Duck? I, I a lot of people okay. have yeah. a lot of people have. And by the <laughs> way, I liked Howard the Duck when yeah, it so came did out. My wife. Okay, and I've well, watched. What's that other it. thing he did? Radio something or other? Radio War? Radio? I don't know. Never mind. I don't know either. Go ahead. Maybe uh, if you had that information, you could bring on. it to us. And All right, I'm I'm gonna find it. While you're while you're doing that, I'll mm-hmm. remind you that uh, uh, the 26th tomorrow of May, uh, Netflix drops. Season three, the final season of Bloodline. Be prepared to binge all weekend. And um, then, of course... When uh, does it debut? And then, of course, um, coming more. up next week. 
Much more importantly. Next week. Much more importantly. House of Cards. House of freaking cards. On a vacation. Are you kidding Season me? Season five, I know. If I, I come back it. if I come back to this freaking network <laughs> after this vacation and I have not consumed that entire I season, know. I'm gonna be very disappointed oh, in myself. Like, I will man. have failed. I will that will be a vacation. For me, fail. for me, Bloodline drops tomorrow and that's just the build up. The precursor to binge Bloodline right into House of Cards. I'm good. So you're not, you're not getting up off the couch back to back. on this vacation, are you? Radioland Murders. Oh, yeah. Oof, or don't really remember it. That's Bad. For it's good a, reason. Yeah, it was not that good. <laughs> With good reason. It was yeah. not that good. So, uh, um, all right, you got anything else? Or I what? mean, there's uh, all kinds of stuff we can get to if you'd like. But. Oh, wow. Well, we, 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 I think you were asking for how many kinds of stuff do you have. You, and no, now he's answered that. Actually, he's wasn't all the of the kinds. No, that really wasn't the question. The question was, do you have anything else? Nope. Okay, good. Uh, I will say, screw you for not liking Star Wars. You should be yeah. fired anyway. We can do whatever we want to. Right. Now, finally, people agree the way we treat you. Because they're like, oh, that guy doesn't like Star Wars. So screw him. Remember right? that. And number two, you screwed us out of three effing weeks. Effing weeks of eating healthy on spoons. And it's, it dies today. I don't want any more healthy crap here. It's about to be vacation. I want something yummy and delicious for us to taste test today. I want multiple things that are yummy and delicious for us to taste test today. Okay, none more your stupid green juices and and uh, you know cardboard esque chips of vegetables or whatever the hell you've been making sure we eat. I don't like it. I don't like what you've done. I don't like you. I don't like what you stand for. Let's find out, though, what, what was the result of all this? It was the big oh, Jeffy yeah. challenge. What, how, how much uh, weight did you lose? I've gained I 800 pounds, and I'm going to Houston this week. That's where, actually where I'm going to be, uh, Dr. No's uh, hospital in Houston. And uh, I'm filming. Uh, I got a part in uh, My 600-Pound Life. That's not getting a part, Jeffy. That just means you're Hashtag. unhealthy. <laughs> Hashtag like, you, don't, you don't look at that as a, I got a part in My 600-Pound Life. That's not how that works. Are you sure? Because that's the way I, I, that's why I, well, I went down there. So, seriously. So, it's been the patents to Jeffy 18. Day fat guy challenge, fourteen pounds total. You lost fourteen. Thank you. You might remember remember uh, from last week where it was twenty one pounds. Yeah, I know. I know. Now it's going the wrong direction. So by by the time this vacation is over, seriously, I will be on my way to Houston. Well, here's what I'll say about you, Jeffy. And you know I respect you, and I feel I I just love you more than anything. Throw something so hard right now. What I'm saying is, you. What's interesting to me is you lost twenty one pounds. Then you had a bad weekend. It's now, it's currently Thursday. I want to point days. that out. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, a bad weekend was three days. But three days rolls into Right, and that's half, the thing. A couple of half Because you days. came back saying you had lost 18 pounds, and uh, now you're saying you've lost 14 pounds. Uh, it's going the other way. Or no, 16 and 14. It's so going the other way. gained two pounds. Hey, well, you know. In the last week. I, by the way, lost seven pounds. See? Now, that's not good. Nice. That's not good. Nice. I should have done much better than that. I blew it Buzz multiple good. times. Yeah, me too. Me but too. I, I had a good week this week, and I've been able to kind of bring it together for at least, I'm just chipping away So after at the weekend, did. I figured, no, whatever, you know, it could be a cheap month. Cheap month? And then, you know, then we'll get back to hardcore Like, again. To what, to the end of May, or are you saying 31 days from the... Like June cheap- is a cheap month. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> I actually got down to my birth weight, 8 pounds, 7 ounces. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you, can't you tell? don't look a pound over 10. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. You're not. I actually lost about 5 altogether. Well, that's great. That's yeah. not, you weren't even here for the whole challenge, no. so that's even better. I, yeah. I was definitely in last place on this one. Because, I mean, I, if I lost 7, but you lost 5 in way less time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's just go to commercial so we can come Let's back do. and eat some freaking food. Please. Jeffy doesn't like Star Wars. Uh, you know, so weird. Because they're not good. And people wonder they, why they we are. don't like the guy. We don't like... Hi. Welcome to the program. Uh, Spoons, today, what's our, how long do we have here? Anyone know? What's, what's he out? What is it? 4340. Okay, that gives us like six minutes. We got three products here. Uh, really delicious ones, I think, today. The brand new Firework Oreos. Yeah. We're going to try. Uh, yummy, yummy. They have like pop rocks inside, so that's mm. one. We've got sweet and salty bugles mm. caramel. Oh, I love yes. those. Oh, those bugles. Notice the A right here. Which makes it pronounced caramel. caramel. They're caramel. And the, They're buggles. They're buggles. Even caramel. if it was, even if you did the, it should be uh, caramel, not Whatever. caramel. Whatever. Uh, and finally, we have uh, right? Sprite right. Cherry uh, right here, which I've never had before. You know, I'm a big soda I haven't guy. Had that either. Um, I've never had you know, Sprite it's Cherry. It's interesting that they can keep that clear, even though it's uh, cherry flavored. No, I, I have not. But I'm just surprised that you haven't. Was <laughs> I don't Do you know have some new, over there? Honestly, I don't yes, know if I it's do. new or not. Let's try that first. You want to? Sprite yeah, cherry. let's start it up. Sprite cherry, a delicious product. Uh, does from smell a bit cherry That's mm, pretty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not getting a huge cherry no, flavor. No, I am not either. I, I'm, that honestly tastes to me like normal Sprite. Yeah. With no, just no. a hint. Just a note, maybe, of cherry. Because okay. normal Sprite has the hint of lime. I do love how... Maybe. So it's like a lemon cherry. Fizzles in your mouth and gives you that kick. Yeah, you know, I'm not too crazy about that. I've had that. That's okay. It's okay. I would give it. uh, I'll give it a a, an eleven. I like. I like Sprite, but I I don't like that any more than I like Sprite. Um, Yeah, I was gonna go like ten. Okay. Um, Second up, we have. uh, Over ice cream, that's for sure. Right here. What? I wouldn't pour this over ice cream, but go ahead. Why would you pour a soda? Pour soda over ice cream. I guess a float. Oh. Okay. Um, Here's. Something that Pat's already tried. It's called. Well, I just tried the outside, which tastes the same. Right? It's a normal Oreo outside, yeah. then. Okay, so we've got that part of the uh, review done. Here's uh, <laughs> fire. <laughs> I'm just being a jerk. Firework Oreos. Um, you know, hey, it's summer. Uh, you want to you want to have a little firework. So these are supposed to pop in your mouth, right? Yes, they're supposed. So it's like a um, pop rocks situation inside. I kind of get the uh, mm. fla- uh, the picture here. Uh, there you go. Look at that. See all the little dots in there? Are you getting any uh, popping sensation there, Pat? No. <laughs> well, a little. a little bit. Crunchy. Yeah, a little crunchy. But I don't know that it pops on its own, mm. does it? If you bite into it, it's sort of... Oh, yeah, I get it a little bit. Yeah? It's not overwhelming. <laughs> no, it's definitely not overwhelming. Oh, no. I'm getting it. You're not getting that? Mm-mm, not really. I'm definitely getting it. I'm getting, it's, it's just like having... Hmm. How you picture... Pop Rocks and an Oreo is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, Pop Rocks are not necessarily known for their flavor. Like, I mean, there's not right, really... Yeah. Pop Rocks are essentially just... It's the sparkly, you know, um, situation. They explode going in your mouth. Yeah. Maybe... I have, Let me try it with the actual cookie. It's always good to try it in the way that... In the format that they designed it. You kind of get the, the artist's full perspective. You mm. watch it on the full screen. The letterbox style, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um... Mm-hmm. Okay. What you have here is a absolutely normal-tasting Oreo 
that gives you a little bit of the pop rocks after after. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I mean, if you're going to taste it, if you're going to taste like it, it like the artist wanted you to, you have to dip it in some milk. Oh, jeez. Why do we even have him around I, I here? Really why, why is he here? Oh, yeah, Can we do something about that during vacation? I mean, that's... Maybe, like, maybe see to it that he doesn't come back. Ever. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I cool. actually do like these. Uh, I would say I like yep. these... Uh, I got a 12 on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say a normal Oreo for me is probably a 12. And this one, I make it, maybe I'll give a 13. It's a little bit of an upgrade, kind of a fun thing. You wouldn't want to necessarily eat it every day because Pop Rocks are kind of just a little bit of a, a novelty, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. These, however, I think could be an everyday thing. The Bugles Caramel. I'm very excited about Bugles. Sweet and salty. I'm a big sweet and salty guy. I love Bugles, man. Bugles oh, are good. They're, they're, they're Bugles. Bugles. They're not Bugles. The Bugles are Bugles the band right there on the top. saying video killed the radio star. Oh. That's not these. It's Bugles. Hmm. Okay. I love it. Okay, so, very caramely. The normal bugle is that corn flavor. Yeah. Kind of yeah. strong corn flavor. This is, there's definitely some caramel in there. I think they've given you pretty adequate caramel yes, sensation, they have. right? They're good. Mm. I would say These what you're good. Yeah. Just looking at the design structurally here, mm-hmm. as a food engineer, you're getting a drizzle. I would say they have the, the, the bugles are going under mm. the machine and they're drizzling. So you're not cut, you're not coated. It's not dipped in caramel. You're getting a drizzle on there. And that's so, what I want, though. I want it dipped in it. Yeah, I would want it dipped. I mean, I, what I'm getting is part of the bugle is just bugle. Mm. That's pretty of, good, though. I like it. No, Absolutely I like, like it. Mm-hmm. I think a 14 is appropriate for these. For me. Out of 18, by the way. Mm-hmm. Go 1 to 18 because Jeffy can't count any higher than 18. Mm-hmm. So, Jeffy, one? what would you give the yeah, bugle? Those are fine, but I'm going back to the cookie. Um, I would give these a uh, 15. Okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, not 14. I'll go 14, too. 15 is a little too high. I, I, I like them, mm-hmm. but like I don't know that I'm going to rush out and buy mm-hmm. Like you, If I get a 15 and above... As soon as we get off the air, I just go to like 7-Eleven and buy the thing and just eat it by myself <laughs> in the car and disappoint. I will say this: on a road trip, I yeah, would buy a bag absolutely. of these and eat them in the car. I could easily pound a bag of these. Now, an entire thing of, of fireworks Oreos? No, I can't. I can't do an entire. No, me no, no. either. But these, I oh, wouldn't think so about maybe, eating an entire package of Oreos. Maybe 14's not Ever. enough. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I'm going to leave it there for though. a road trip. For you a road a trip, bag. Yeah, so yeah. What, what I would say here if I, to review these, Sprite, it's just Sprite. I wouldn't necessarily bother with it. Mm. If I was going to get a different color, I might go with the Tropical Remix over uh, over mm-hmm. the cherry. There wasn't too much. Uh, there we go. There's your nice little label. Um, uh, fireworks Oreos, I would recommend Fireworks Oreos. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have Oreos, particularly if you have kids, yeah. this is a fun Oreo, I would say, to get them in the summertime. You're going to have them give them a couple mm-hmm. Oreos. They're going to like the, the little afterkick. For an adult, though, mm. the novelty kind of wears off after a bite or two. But they taste really good, like Oreos do. And then the uh, Bugles, I would say, if you like the sweet and salt. Actually salt, a hit. I recommend yeah, them. I'll go they're, with those. They're good. Absolutely. That's why I'm going to Almost two. to deliciousness. I'll have more. Yeah, all right. They're delicious. Welcome back. Um, by the way, we kicked this entire back. Uh, Glenn uh, talked uh, about uh, Trump and his, whether hiring a private attorney is a good idea. Ugh, this gets a little scary. Watch. So we started the show um, talking about the president going out and hiring a private attorney. 
um, to deal with all of these, with all of the things that are going on in his life. And I have to tell you, if I'm the president of the United States and everybody's starting to attack me and circle me, and I didn't do anything, I'm still getting myself an attorney. Mm-hmm. Is this a bad thing that he's getting an attorney? It's not a bad thing. It just shows the level of crisis mode that yeah. the White House is in right now. Because, I mean... Well, first, wait, let me ask you. Yeah. You're the president of the United States. <laughs> Crazy, a woman. I right? know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the president of the United States. You're innocent. This is happening to you right now. Mm-hmm. You hire one? If I know that I'm innocent and I really, there's nothing that could tie me to anything bad, I don't know that I hire one. Wow. Just for counsel or advice? Well, but you already have counsel as White House. I'm talking about going out and retaining a separate attorney. Well, I mean, this guy has represented Trump for like the past 15 years. I mean, I know. I'm I'm just saying you already have counsel available. Even a personal advisor in legal situations. Absolutely. So you already have. You already have. Just knowing what I know, and I'm not the president, seeing what I've gone through myself. They start circling me. Yeah. I get all my Absolutely. friends circle the wagons. And, and I mean, and that's not to say that him hiring his own, retaining his own yeah. private attorney shows any sort of wrongdoing. It just shows the level of chaos that there is right now. Yes. They're researching all of the impeachment procedures to make sure that they stay one step ahead of everything. He's retaining a private attorney. They're talking about calling in Corey Lewandowski. Although that, come back in as a crisis of, management advisor. And you're right about that, but that level of chaos Didn't may be in reaction to the, campaign? to the chaos that's being painted of him and his administration by the media. Part of this that's really disturbing to me or bothersome to me is that it's leaked. There are so many leaks out of the White House. At some point, do they not just say, shut this thing down, let's find out who... Uh, Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Careful what you wish for. Yes, I think he would shut that place down. And then we hear nothing from them ever. Am I mistaken? I believe the White House had identified three possible leakers and were looking to fire them. I think I saw that story. Did anybody else see that story? I didn't see that story. Mm-hmm. I saw, I saw it well, but yeah. even so, you've still got the intel community who yeah. he keeps picking a fight with. Yeah, that's so the dumbest thing he's ever you done. You can't right. shut them down. Yeah. The I other thing is, uh, did anybody see this research? This came from the left. I was somehow or another a leftist wormhole I entered in, <laughs> and I finally got to this, this uh, Silicon Valley tech journal, okay? Um, really highbrow medicine uh, and lefty. And they did this uh, study on Donald Trump and his brain. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be a scary Yeah, I actually study. read the story too. Uh, uh, it is, it's, it's actually, they make an interesting case. I only bring this up because it shows the level of crisis. This one, and they don't say this, but you read it, you read the first paragraph, and you're like, they're going for the 25th Amendment. They're going to try to make this guy crazy or suffering from dementia. And what, they're, what they've done is they've taken all of his old footage of him off the cuff from the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. and they're comparing it to him off the cuff now. And they're saying, it's not the same man. He's eloquent. He can construct mm-hmm. sentences. He can't now. And they're saying he's going through early signs of dementia. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, they're going yeah. for the 25th Amendment. We actually, uh, we went through that story as well this morning. We actually have a SOT, SOT 1. Let's, oh, you do? Yeah, let's okay. take a look at it. So it's a couple of different clips. The problem Fair. that you have, and you have a major problem, the problem that you have is you need, it's such a big, big dilemma. You really need federal government assistance, not even city government. The city governments have to be competent, capable, etc. 
but you really need the federal government to step in. That's why it bothers me so much that when we give this kind of money to the wealthiest countries in the world, and yet for our own people, the homeless, the, the sick, the poor, the farmers who are really going through hell right now, those people were not helping. Well, I respect the move, but the entire thing has been a witch hunt, and uh, there is no collusion between certainly myself and my campaign, but I can always speak for myself and the Russians, zero. Yeah, my, like, what, what does the second one even mean? <laughs> yeah, my take on it is, I, I don't know that there's, I, and I read the story, that they do make the case that, you know, there may be some sort of brain de- degeneration going on there, but he turned 71 next month. I mean, that was 30 years ago, you know? I mean, who really wants to have tapes compared them from 30 years? You know, I know, I don't. No. Yeah, you're, so, so you're saying... Yeah, so, so, so what I'm saying is... Please don't look... Like it, wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't have to be dementia. A 71-year-old man under the press, the str- presidency, I'm just not sure that well, there was one voice at the end of that article that said, this could be from fatigue, it could yeah. be from mm-hmm. stress. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it, also there's something else. Uh, I know I've told this story before, but when I met George Bush in the Oval, I met him because he was pissed at me. And... And I had said, uh, what are we doing in the war? So he comes in and he reads me the riot act. He starts with, you know what? A lot of people think they can be the effing president. They have no idea what it's like to be the effing president. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) He says, let me tell you what's going on in the war. And he did 10 minutes and I'm literally thinking the whole time, A, I wouldn't want to be across the negotiating table with him. Mm-hmm. B, he has every fact up here. He, there was not a stumble, there wasn't a gaffe, there wasn't a search for a word, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I said, no offense, Mr. President, but this is the guy America needs to see. I, I am 100% behind this guy. And he said, A, I made a commitment to the Pentagon. I would not share these stats. He said, so there's many things that I want to share that I cannot share because I said, I won't make our boys look like baby killers. I won't give them the ammunition to call them baby killers. He said, also, when you're president, you can't say everything. And I realized he's doing so much calculation with every sentence he says that it causes him to go and uh, you know uh, uh, shoe right. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like it's the opposite because he just says whatever comes to his mind he doesn't yeah, have a filter that was the problem with this I thought yeah. about that and I thought maybe this is the pressure and then I thought no he's telling the Russians our secrets right so, I mean he's telling every, he's telling everybody. Twitter but I think it's also clear that he compared to every other president before him he's had the steepest learning curve no prior military experience, no prior governing experience. And I think that's part of the, the stress and pressure we're seeing on him. He still has his natural instincts of just saying whatever he wants to say, whenever he wants to say. But I think what we're seeing in clips like that might be the, the stress on him instead of some mental disorder. But isn't that the catch-22, that people voted for him because, because he doesn't have yeah. this prior experience and hasn't gone up mm. through the ranks? I don't th- but it also is what is killing him right now. I don't think it's his prior experience. I really don't. I mean, I I think you could have somebody in there with good, solid um, common sense and principles that wouldn't have to be, um, didn't have to have experience. I think his problem is is his natural gut instinct is wrong. Mm -hmm. 
and we saw it over and over again. What, you know, what are we going to do with the? Uh, what are we going to do with with uh, women who have abortions? Well, we have to put them in jail. Okay, that was his first instinct. It's wrong, and so he has so his first instinct is just the opposite of what the president should be saying. That he gets himself in trouble because first instinct is wrong. And his second instinct is to say my first thing that comes to my head out loud. <laughs> you know?